0: Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for August 20th, 2016, WWE Summerfest, WWE's annual summer celebration. Bless you, Jeremy Piven. Never forget. Or SummerSlam, if you prefer. Is WWE's third biggest event of the year? Second? It probably depends on whether you prefer the Royal Rumble or SummerSlam. I'm more of a Royal Rumble guy, though SummerSlam's a good show. And of course there used to be like Survivor Series being important, but that hasn't been important in a while now. But yeah, SummerSlam is... This Sunday, August 21st, tomorrow, if you listen to this the day it drops, or just whenever, if you listen to this in a year, it was last year. And it is a giant show. There are lots of matches. There are more matches than you could possibly want. There is 13. I believe the show is going to run for around 17 hours, I think. I'm not sure is that entirely accurate, but it's more or less accurate. Three pre-show matches, 10 main card matches. It's a big show. I figured I'd preview it. But it's a big show. There's a lot of things on this show. <laughs> we have pre-show matches. Cesaro against Sheamus in the best of seven series. Which, they have very good matches. They're two big guys who like to hit each other hard. And Sheamus has been looking for direction. And Cesaro is forever in mid-card hell. Wallowing there until the end of time. It's the reason most people wanted like him. Or Sami Zayn, who's also on the pre-show. Or Kevin Owens, who's in a mid-card tag team match with Chris Jericho. wanted these people to go to smackdown not because smackdown is like ideologically different from raw it's it's really not it's the same show but there's more opportunity on smackdown at the moment there's more open spaces and brock lesnar isn't there taking up most of the important spots in the big shows god damn brock lesnar i I care very little for brock lesnar these days but yes the czar of seamus should be a good match Sami zayn and neville against the dudley boys which is a, a rather the shame that Sami zayn fresh off what should have been the biggest win of his career defeating kevin owens in a big emotional dynamic match is in a pre-show match teaming with Neville against the Dudley boys, who are one of the most washed up acts in WWE, which is a shame because they, they were never really washed up or nostalgia acts in TNA and like the second they got the WWE is like, you're working five minute television matches doing your very same formula night in, night out. Hopefully the Dudleys turn on each other at some stage and they push Bully as a singles wrestler. There is a big American Alpha Pipe Bros bloody Blad tag match, it'll be decent, I don't care. <laughs> Onto the main card, there is Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi against Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and what was supposed to be Eva Marie, but she was suspended due to a wellness violation this weekend, as were Alberto Del Rio and Paige. So, and apparently there may be more to come, but who knows? Yeah, six women tag. Don't really care. Miz faces Apollo Crews for the Intercontinental title. Miz is a solid mid card, and Apollo Crews is weird. He's obviously a really talented wrestler, but he's just kind of weird. He was called up too soon. He wasn't ready for WWE television, but because of how he looks and who he is, he was called up far too early. I wouldn't put the title on him here. There's not really much point on switching the title. I think Miz is about as good a mid-card champion as you can get, all things considered. Miz is very good in this role. People call him great, and he's not great, but he is as good a mid-carder as you could ask. There's nothing wrong with that. It's what he's good at. Enzo Amore in big cast against Jericho, which while a witty name, the a total waste of Kevin Owens. Chris Jericho is actually best suited as a tag team master in 2016. Just not with Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens should be bloody main eventing these shows. Not in lower card tag team matches against Enzo and Cass who are... I don't know. I'm not a big Enzo and Cass guy. I admire their charismatic and got themselves over. But I, I, I never really look forward to seeing them. I don't I don't care much for them. They grate on me over time. Other tag team match in the show. The New Day. Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston versus The Club, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Big E has been taken out, so basically suggesting that Kofi and Woods are weaker without him, which is true, especially against, well, I was going to say especially against Gallows and Anderson, but those two are geeks. They're nerds who never win and never do anything right and are terrible. It's amazing how if you watched Carl Anderson in New Japan, especially his singles work, you'd say, he's a a really good wrestler. If you watch him in WWE, it's like, he's terrible. He's never done anything of note. Here's a, a chance for him. And, but the, the New Day haven't done anything half decent in about a year now, barred that Jericho and Styles tag match from like February. It's one good match in a year. God damn it, New Day. You see, they went all in on New Day shtick instead of balancing the shtick with substance. And New Day shtick also gets tiresome. Basically, anything WWE gets behind gets tiresome. Sasha Banks against Charlotte, with Dana Brooks banned from ringside. Weirdly, they did the title change on Raw rather than doing it here, so Sasha Banks is the defending champion. I've heard rumblings of Charlotte winning the belt back, but that would seem very, 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 very dumb. But, WWE have done very, 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 very dumb things in the past have a good match the raw match was clunky but it didn't really matter it did what it needed to do and it did it rather effectively but yeah they have good matches together they've worked together often enough they bloody well should john cena against aj styles which is probably the highlight of the card i I didn't feel they really hit the highest of high gears in their first singles match it was very good but i don't think they they really went for all out home run that's let's just kill it and i think they will here styles is working as a heel though which is deeply disappointing I, I've went on this rant before he's a natural babyface in every way imaginable and I don't know why people insist on booking him as a heel because he wasn't even that good a heel in New Japan his best work was when he was against people where he just had to be AJ Styles let AJ Styles be AJ Styles the Ambrose against Dolph Ziggler is a very interesting match partially because you just seem like it's not a hope Ziggler's winning you would think but the story is like Ziggler can't help but show off and he needs to prove that he can actually you know win and like Ziggler's a much maligned fellow. He's, he's one of those people whose push and whose character has been really taken out on him, and partially that's his own fault because his promos are terrible and he's really annoying, except his promos in the build-up to this match have been pretty, because he's been actually focused and like not trying to be too funny or cute, which is basically the the mold of WWE babyfaces. They're either Steve Austin or The Rock. They, they can never be anything else. And Dolph Ziggler is basically toward the rock side of that equation, whereas, like, Dean Ambrose is toward the Steve Austin side of that equation. They'll have a good match. People people crap on Dean Ambrose these days. I've never liked Dean. I've never really much cared for him. He's never really interested me as a wrestler, but he's, he's not bad. People are like, oh, he's terrible. He's not. He's good. He's never much better than good. Well, he's occasionally better than good, but not consistently. Dolph is is great on his day, and that has never really changed. Dolph has always been great on his day, it's just his character has been booked into the ground and no one could possibly care about him. Though people can possibly care about him for this match because he's actually been a real character, as opposed to just like a caricature. And then we reach the top two matches of the show, Finn Balor against Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship, which we, I'm pretty sure have yet to see. I haven't seen Raw this week. I Well, I haven't seen all of Raw this week. I'm very certain we've yet to see this belt. They're doing the whole demon crap with Balor, which is really annoying, because it's a it's terrible. It's a neat entrance once, but like, you should do it once or twice a year, not twice in a week. They should have a good match. I say for some reason with a degree of hesitation. I don't really know why. They should have a good match. They, these are two very good wrestlers wrestling each other. Especially Finn on the main roster with an awful lot to prove, and Seth... Coming back from injury, for some reason still being booked as a heel because you're dumb. Oh, I skipped Rusev against Roman Reigns. Eh, who cares? It'll be a really good match. I just really just skipped straight on to Cena styles. Rusev should retain. Reigns shouldn't have that belt. And Rusev shouldn't have his legs cut out from under him again. But they should have a great match. If, if there's no nonsense there. And there shouldn't be. It's a mid-card match. But that should be great. And Finn against Rollins should be great. This is, on paper, a very good show. Most of these matches should deliver, especially the the top like five singles matches, six if you include the women's title match. There are six singles matches on the show that you'd be like, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching those. So it's just the fact that the show is going to be 19 hours long. That's a ZT detriment. And the main event, Brock Lesnar against Randy Orton, which I think will be a very good match. When Lesnar re-signed, I was like, Orton, Orton's one of those matches I want to see because I think they'll mesh well together. I really hope we get out of the suplex city nonsense. And I really hope... My least favourite thing about Brock Lesnar matches is, is when he hits a suplex in the first, like, two minutes. It's like, what's Randy Orton been doing? Has he been watching any of Brock's matches for the last, like, three years? Surely the first thing you do is try and avoid a suplex. And I hate it when he just walks in and he hits a suplex immediately. It's like, how stupid is Randy? He has done no preparation to try and defeat Brock Lesnar. He is very dumb. But this match would be great. Even with the suplex City formula, it'll probably be very good. Because like Randy's great, well, yeah, Randy, Randy, Randy can be great. Randy is strange because you see his raw potential, and he's like he, he could be the best wrestler ever, but he never seems arsed, and he never seems to like get it out of that Randy Orton gear into something special. But I, I see them delivering. As I said, this is a very good wrestling show. I'm interested to see who wins the the Universal Championship match. It's just Seth Rollins again. It's just like uh, never-ending Seth Rollins title runs. Or even his Balor Who knows? Give him a go. It's the worst that could happen. It's not like Raw ratings could tank any worse than they've already been for the last like two years. Try something new. Try and make a star. Try and actually push somebody. Or Rollins will win and just Seth Rollins up the place for another year. Which will be very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, this should be a very good wrestling show. I have high hopes for this show. If the top matches deliver the way they look like, they should. You can subscribe on the, the wonderful WWE Network. It's award winning apparently. You can listen to new episodes of Podcast Today every single day on the award-winning TWS Network. Search for TWS Network on iTunes. You can find... We haven't won any awards. You can find the Podcast Today and the weekends or every week in your feeds. You can subscribe on YouTube or follow me on Twitter at CarrickNega or E-T-T-K-I-D-N-E-Y. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye.